We're going into our last story of the hour, and uh, it's uh, some research that was released recently uh, at the end of last month about the impact of COVID-19 on the arts and creative economy. It came out of SACO, the South African Cultural Observatory, and uh, it has some interesting evidence and data looking at the role of uh, the creative sector, but also what has happened over the last two years. Prof. Jen Snowball is a member of the um, Cultural Observatory's uh, research team, and she's been very involved uh, over many years in looking at some of that research. Jen, Prof, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. Let's look at uh, some of the headline uh, results uh, that came out of that research. Um, sure. So, so there are actually sort of two related things. So one was a kind of mapping study. With Prof Snowball? Okay, I seem to have lost her. Let's try and get her back on the line. But at the Rajan. moment. Hi, Jen, there you are. Jen, you disappeared Hi. for a moment. If you could um, just... Apologies, go, go, repeat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. if you can, yeah. just go back to that. Okay, so so I was just saying that um, one of the things that SACO does is to make visible the impact of the cultural and creative industries on the South African economy. So they're always counted as part of GDP and employment, but embedded in other uh, other sectors. Um, so one of the main things we did was to try and sort of show um, how important they are. Um, and so the, the reports, the mapping study report shows that um, the creative industries contribute nearly 3% to South Africa's GDP, which is just a little bit less than agriculture. Um, so that gives you an idea of how important mm. the sector is, um, but also that it employs like nearly a million people um, directly or indirectly. Um, and so it's not a sector that's just kind of a small fun thing. It's actually a really important part of the economy. So that was the first um, part. And then the second part of the report was saying, well, what has happened um, to the creative industries during COVID periods? Yeah. Um, and the answer is, you know, bad things. Um, so, so the economy um, shrank, um, but the creative industries shrank faster. And that's not anything, it's not their fault, um, it's just to do with the way that a lot of cultural production happens, um, yeah. which is usually around projects, right? So a particular film or a design project or an architectural uh, design or a fashion um, project. Um, and so what happens is that you have these teams of very skilled, different people coming together to work on the project and then um, dispersing again. Um, but that's very kind of precarious employment, isn't it? Because yeah. those are kind of the first things that get cancelled um, when when there's economic downturn or shutdown like in COVID. So, you know, I mean, Prof, one of the things that, that certainly my, uh, and this is completely anecdotal, is if I mm. look at a lot of people in the cultural sector that I know and how they've had to shift change positions, change jobs, move out of the sector. And the problem, of course, is that you do that, there's a good chance you never, ever come back. And it's the same as if you close a museum, the chances of it being opened are not the best in the world. Um, talk to us about that challenge and whether you were able to, to, to look at any of that information. 
well, the, the mapping study used kind of big national databases, but we, we yeah. also ran two surveys where we actually asked people working in the creative industries themselves what was happening. And quite a lot of them said what you said, which is that they're pivoting, you know, into other other kinds of things to make to make ends meet. And um, I think that is a strategy that quite a few people um, used. Um, initially, for the first survey we did in 2020, um, people thought it was going to be quite a sort of a quick thing. You remember that, like, initial three weeks, and then everything will be back to normal. Um, and so there was this, this kind of feeling that, well, we'll just wait it out. But then by the time we were doing the survey in 2021, people were saying, no, we really need to adjust. Um, yeah. And we know that that some people left, right? We know that that, that they they left, and we're particularly worried about the the kind of young emerging artists and creatives because if you were sort of further along in your career, then you had networks and mm. you had an audience and um, you had some experience with managing budgets and things. Um, and so when you try to, with a lot of people did, pivot to the online. Um, or remote working, it was a bit easier because you had all those networks. But for the for the younger people, they were still making those networks at things like the festivals or the design in Daba or art fairs, right? And now all of that disappeared. And so so our, our concern is really, well, what's going to happen to the younger ones? And we're not going to see that impact for, for some time, I think. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're quite right. There could be a loss. Yeah. Do we do we think that um, we are going to see a shift and change? We know that the National Arts Festival in Makanda, Grahamstown, is coming up next. Are we going to see people slowly start to pull that through? Maybe even part of uh, kind of cultural tourism. I've seen some very interesting things taking place in Cape Town. Do you see that as a, as a possible positive? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we've done some work with festivals, and um, as you, I mean, a lot of festivals went hybrid, right? Um, so mm. they had an online component, and now they're getting back to combining that with the in-person one. Um, and when we talk to audiences, so people who attended those kind of online or hybrid festivals, and they were saying, well, it was great, it was a good way to keep in contact but wow, we really miss the vibe of the live event, you know. So I think there's a huge appetite for people to appreciate the kind of social party feeling that comes with um, uh, with those kinds of events. So I think there is a demand for that, and it's going to come back. But at the same time, um, festivals that shifted online massively increased their kind of footprint because now you can join from anywhere, right? So mm. it's a South African festival, but you could join from Australia or Ghana, you know. Um, mm. And so we saw quite a significant kind of diversification of audiences. Um, the problem is that in South Africa, data is really expensive and not everybody can connect to the internet, right? So it puts a big um, question mark over whether you're managing to reach, you know, your all of your audiences. Um, but I think there have been some really interesting collaborations between different festivals yeah. and events and new ideas. So I think it's not it's not all bad, right? Um, yeah. But and I, I think it will come back. People will come back to those kinds of events because they're, um, you know, they're missing the social part. 
Ain't that the truth? We're going to have to leave it there. It's uh, Professor Jen Snowball. She's a member of the research team of the South African Cultural Observatory. Fascinating report. Just go on to SACO's website. SACO um, is the an acronym. And uh, check the research out. It is some fascinating stuff.